just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hopefully your day is going well. It is Monday. We're starting out another week. And this one's going to be interesting. I mean, because last week was a fucking doozy, if I can go old school with a word like doozy. But it was a fucking doozy. Donald Trump's home gets searched by the FBI. They find top secret documents that he said he didn't have anymore. They find top, top secret documents, documents that are higher than top secret. And then they say that there may be some documents regarding nuclear weapons. Holy fuck. That's some serious shit. Those are some serious crimes. And we've had the Republicans and Donald Trump go everything from there's nothing there, nothing to see. To the FBI planted them to, oh, that's right, I declassified all of them. So you declassified all the documents that the FBI planted. I mean, it's, it's, it's just really kind of embarrassing for them because they've got a different story every day and nothing is really sticking. And it's not sticking because it's all stupid shit. Well, here's the thing. We're talking about some pretty serious offenses, offenses that could affect this country, that could damage this country. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that we could see some action by the FBI, even this week. I mean, that's what some people are saying. We could see indictments this week. I don't know if that's going to happen. But you can bet that with all of that happening down in Mar-a-Lago, Something's going to happen fairly quickly. And since Donald Trump is the top of the heap here, he is probably going to be involved. But as I've said many times, Donald Trump didn't deal with these documents on his own. He didn't pack the boxes. He didn't schlep them home. He had other people helping him. And anybody that was helping him are culpable in this situation. This could be quite a shit show. It could be quite a problem for Donald Trump and the Republicans. And what the reaction will be, I'm not sure. Everybody's worried about a civil war and them going nuts. And as I've said before, I don't see that happening at all. You're going to see some a few crazies do stupid shit like the guy at the FBI in Cincinnati or the guy, and we'll talk more about this one, the guy yesterday who crashed a car near the U.S. Capitol and then ended up shooting himself. Um, So we've got two Trump humpers, one in Washington, D.C., and one in Cincinnati, and they're dead. And to me, that sounds like a good start. Before we get into it, though, let's uh, check in on some emails. I've got three emails here to talk about. This one comes from a gentleman by the name of Michael. This is going to require some explanation, and a lot of this I don't know. It says, Mike, a little food for thought. And then he copied a tweet by somebody I think called Hoodlum. What did Rand Paul personally deliver to Putin for Trump? Nuclear secrets or a price list? 
Michael. I don't know the whole story of this, but there was a story going around that somehow Donald Trump got Rand Paul some kind of document and Rand Paul personally delivered it to Putin. Nobody knows what it is. Honestly, I don't even know if it really happened. I haven't seen any verification for that. You don't see it in the mainstream news, so I'm not sure. Is it impossible that that happened? Fuck no. Rand Paul is just as much a criminal as Donald Trump. And is Donald Trump trying to get some information to uh, Putin? Well, that could be. I mean, it's not like he's got the hotline or the red phone anymore. It's a little tougher for him to reach Vladimir Putin, certainly without getting uh, recognized that he's making calls to Vladimir Putin. So he has to do it on the down low, you know. And, of course, hand it off to dumb fuck Rand Paul. It's a good thing he didn't run into his neighbor because he would have got his ass kicked. So I don't know if this is really a thing or not, Michael. Um, I suspect it could be true, but I have no verification of it. I don't know what he would have handed him, but it can't be good. It's not like a sweet little letter saying, hey, Vlad, hope the war's going good. I'm sure it wasn't that. I'll do some digging on it. I'll see if I can find something about it and see if it has any validity at all. All right, the next one. Just wanted to say hi and congratulate you and Tyler on the great job you both by you both. Man, you're getting good millennials on the show. Anyway, Mike, have a great Sunday and continue the good job. I'll be listening via Candios Amigo Achilles. Now, Achilles is written before, uh, and he's right. Tyler was on. A lot of people have been asking for Tyler. He's the 27-year-old kid who lives in Canada, a very bright young man. He's very articulate, and I love his insights. I was more than happy to get him back on the show. He's been kind of off the grid a little bit because he's a truck driver, and he's working, and he's busy. But he'd heard about the people wanting him back on the show. He contacted me. Um, what, yesterday or the day after, day before evening. And he said, I'm ready to come back on if you want. I said, let's do it tonight. And then yesterday in the early morning hours, around midnight, one o'clock, he and I went on and recorded it. And that's the podcast you heard yesterday. So thanks to Tyler for jumping in. And uh, as I've said many times before, any of you other listeners, if you have an interest in talking on the podcast, expressing some ideas, giving us your perception or your perspective, I want to hear it. And clearly, the listeners of the Rational Boomer podcast want to hear it too. So don't hesitate. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that are afraid. Oh, I don't know how it will sound. I'm afraid of it. Don't worry about that shit. I'm a professional. I guarantee you I will make you sound good because it won't be an interview. It won't be anything that's going to put pressure on you. We're just going to talk. Tell us what you think. That's all I need to know. And that's good enough for the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't be afraid. You're good enough. And if you've been on the show, by all means, hit me up again. I have no problem with putting people back on the show. Uh, Tyler mentioned one person that had been on the show before that we haven't heard from in a while, and that is Fred. Fred 
uh, was on the show one time, and it was a great show. So if Fred's out there listening, you want to get back on, and you've got something you want to talk about, send me an email. Let's get this fucking thing done. All right, the next one. Now, this woman, she didn't say it in this particular, I don't think she did, uh, in this particular email, but the last time she sent me an email, she wanted her anonymity, so I'm not going to give her name. But she's a regular listener and sent other emails before. <clears throat> she says, hello, Mike. Thank you for detailing the FBI's search of Mar-a-Lago and the documents they were seeking on your podcast yesterday. There's something I keep thinking about now. Now we know what we know. Remember when Trump was on his way out of the White House? He and his team refused to release any intelligence or information to Joe Biden and his team. The new administration was locked out, and that's true. There's used to, there's normally some kind of transition. They work together to do this transition. But, of course, we didn't have a peaceful transition for the first time in the history of America. The orange piece of shit even had the Bidens literally locked out of the White House after the inauguration. At the time, we all thought it was out of spite, and I'm sure that was a big part of it. But now, I can't help but think he was stealing and covering up more documents and secrets. Another thing I'm curious about is, is now that everyone is talking about the $2 billion that Jared got from the Saudis, don't forget Steve Mnuchin, the former Secretary of the Treasury, also got a billion from them. Hopefully we can get to the bottom of all this corruption. Looking forward to your thoughts and input. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> On Inauguration Day and leading up to it, there was supposed to be some peaceful transition. Uh, Donald Trump, the current president of the time, was supposed to kind of bring... Joe Biden up to speed of all that was going on. I mean, when you're a president, there's a lot of intel and information going on that the public doesn't know about. So Joe Biden wouldn't know about. And it's important that he's brought up to speed. So when he jumps into office, uh, there are no hitches. Well, we know Donald Trump did not do that. Donald Trump did everything he could to make it difficult for uh, or Joe Biden. In fact, you know, there's a period of time of at least a couple of months where there's supposed to be uh, Biden's team and uh, Donald Trump's team working together to make the transition. But that didn't happen. Uh, Donald Trump said, fuck it. Now, as uh, this this woman who wrote said, we thought it was all about spite and just being a baby and pouting and all that stuff. But with all the things that have occurred recently, you have to think she might be onto something here. What was he trying to do? It kind of reminds me, remember when you were a kid and your folks would go out of town and you'd have parties and uh, you'd have fun and you'd break shit and spill shit and all that stuff. And then you'd get a call. Mom and dad would call up and say, yeah, hey, we miss you. We're about two hours out. We'll be there shortly. Looking forward to seeing you. And then you have that oh shit moment is, I got two hours to clean this fucking place up. And that's the sense I get about Donald Trump when Joe Biden was coming in. He didn't honestly think he was going to have to leave. He thought the insurrection would work. So when it became apparent that he was actually going to have to leave, he had about two weeks 
to get everything straightened out, to hide whatever he was going to hide, take whatever he was going to take. And he didn't need the Bidens around snooping on his little uh, his little covert actions. I, I, you know, I can't help but think you're right. Knowing what we know now, that's not surprising. Sure, there was some spite and animosity there and just being a dick because that's who Donald Trump is. However, it isn't out of the realm of possibility that he was trying to clean some things up, make it look better so when Joe Biden came in, he would notice the shit show that Donald Trump was leaving behind. Now, as I said, there's a lot of things going down with this uh, with this search and the finding of all these top secret documents. Donald Trump... And all of the Republicans are making all kinds of excuses. What about isms? Oh, Obama took 33 million documents out and he's okay, so it's okay for me. Well, that's, as we've talked about, not exactly true. Barack Obama didn't take any documents. There are organizations that are that are putting together this library and other files, but he has no access to them. And none of the ones that were taken were classified any longer. If they were declassified, they were declassified properly. For whatever reason, Donald Trump's group thinks that Donald Trump can stand over 15 boxes, wave his tiny hands and say, okay, these are all declassified. Well, unfortunately, that's not the case. There is a process. You've got to tell people that you're not, that you are declassifying this. You have to fill out some paperwork. There has to be a paper trail. And on the documents themselves, where it says top secret or confidential or classified, whatever it says on top of that, that has to be removed, either crossed out or removed. And I guarantee you, when you look at the documents that... Uh, Merrick Garland grabbed up from Donald Trump, they weren't removed. So there's no way in the world that Donald Trump is going to be able to say that these were declassified, because they weren't. Donald Trump didn't even think about declassifying because he thought he would take them and he'd never get caught. Now, his people around him will lie and they will be making a huge mistake. Because this will be the one thing that brings down Donald Trump the quickest, and it's going to bring down every one of them around him. And there's some uh, indication that Don's a little nervous at this point. He knows his excuses are not working. Former President Donald Trump on Sunday publicly requested that the documents seized from his Florida resort and home during a federal search this past week be returned, claiming that it includes confidential attorney and client communications. You got to give him credit. The dude's got a set of nuts on him. That took some courage. Now, he's not getting anything back, and that's all just bullshit. That's all Donald Trump does is bullshit and lie and try to create chaos and convolute the whole fucking situation. And then it goes on to say, oh, great, it has just been learned that the FBI, in its now famous raid of Mar-a-Lago, took boxes of privileged attorney-client material and also executive-privileged material, 
which they knowingly should not have taken, he posted on his social media site, Truth Social. See, this is where the problem comes in. Donald Trump thinks he's the owner of those documents. He is not. The U.S. government is the owner of those documents, not Donald Trump. He can say whatever the fuck he wants, but it's not true. Is there executive privilege material in there? Well, he's not the president anymore. He doesn't determine that. Is there uh, legally privileged stuff? Who the fuck knows? But the bottom line is that he fought like hell not to turn these things over. He made him go to court. He made him do all this stuff. So if I'm the FBI and they say, well, there's some stuff that are, are theirs, I hope Merrick Garland says, fucking sue me on that. By copy of this truth, I res- this is what he wrote. By copy of this truth, I respectfully request that these documents immediately returned to the location from which they were taken. Thank you, he wrote. Has Donald Trump ever talked to anybody respectfully? No. This motherfucker is nervous at this point. Now he's trying to be nice to the FBI after he ripped them a fucking part. He talked shit about the FBI like nobody's business. Trump appeared to be citing a Fox News report late Saturday that claims citing sources close to the investigation that the material confiscated from his property includes documents covered by attorney-client privilege and potentially executive privilege. Yeah, he heard it on Fox News. That's where Donald Trump gets all his information from Fox News. And we know Fox News is fucking liars. That's all they do. Trump in his post went on to attack the credibility of the FBI, stating that it has a long and unrelenting history of being corrupt. Please give me my stuff, but you fucking suck. This guy is flailing. The agency has faced an increase in threats following its search. On Thursday, a man armed with an AR-15 rifle threatened officials at the FBI building in Cincinnati and was killed in a shootout with the police. Roughly 20 boxes of items were removed. Actually, it was more like 27. I don't know why they keep saying 20, because there was 15 and then there was 12. Forgive me, I went to the Minneapolis Public Schools, but I can add that's 27. Monday, including 11 sets of classified documents according to the warrant for the search. These items included documents that were marked top secret and designated to remain only in a secure government facility, something they call a SCIF. Now, Trump has argued without offering any supporting evidence that he, that he personally declassified the documents before leaving the White House, but he has no proof of that. No evidence, no paper trail, fucking nothing. That is a lame excuse. That is a lame defense, and it ain't going to work. His office also claimed in a statement read on Fox News Friday that Trump had a standing order during his presidency that documents removed from the Oval Office and taken to the residence were deemed to be declassified the moment he removed them. Well, that's fine, Donald, but that's not how you do it. That's not the legal way to do it. You can say whatever you want to fucking say, and uh, it doesn't matter. 
You have rules. There are regulation. There are laws, Donald, and you have to follow those laws. You may have gotten away with a lot of shit while you were president, but here's the news, buddy. You're not the fucking president anymore. And let's be perfectly honest. When you stole those items right after the inauguration, when you took off, you weren't even the fucking president then. So you really have got no point to argue at this point. You're fucking done. You are seriously fucking done. Now, here's the one that I found interesting and where I hear the desperation and uh, the nervousness. Trump apparently sent a cryptic message to Merrick Garland before the warrant was unsealed. Now, this is before, uh, this is when Donald Trump was, was waiting for it to be unsealed. He knew what was in it. He knew what was going to come out, and he knew what was going to go down. It wasn't going to be good. So this is what he writes to Merrick Garland before the warrant was unsealed. He just simply writes this, The country is on fire. What can I do to reduce the heat? (laughs) He's looking for a deal. Didn't he write the book, Art of the Deal? Actually, he didn't. Somebody else wrote it. But he imagines imagines himself as a great deal maker. Well, in the four years in office, we found out he ain't shit as far as a deal maker. But he's looking for a deal with Merrick Garland. Don't be surprised if that's one of the next steps down the road. Begging for mercy. Claiming to be a victim. That's what he always does. That's what he'll continue to do. But eventually he's going to see he's cornered. And uh, if he hasn't seen it by now, he's fucking an idiot. But when he finally realizes this, he is going to get on his knees and beg. And if Merrick Garland has any good sense and decency, he'll fucking laugh at him and say, fuck yourself. That's not going to work. I got to give Merrick Garland credit. He's playing this thing out like a chess game. Yeah, I know they say Donald Trump plays 3D chess. He does not. The fucker doesn't even know how to play chess. He's lucky if he plays Candyland with any intelligence. But Merrick Garland is doing all the right things in the right times. He's He knows he has to be very careful of this situation. He knows that uh, he can't fuck up on this. So he's being very methodical. For months and months, people said Merrick Garland isn't doing anything. The DOJ isn't doing anything. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, at, at one point, I was getting a little upset, too, because you got to tell us something. Let us know that you're even working on it. But Merrick Garland is really close to the vest on most of this stuff. And so he didn't say anything. But then all of a sudden, we see all this shit going down. We know that Merrick Garland is hot on the trail of Donald Trump, and he ain't fucking around. This overthrowing the government and stealing top-secret documents is not something to be pushed aside. Merrick Garland is going to go after him. He's enough of a lawyer, a judge, and a patriot that he's not going to let this go. He's just not going to let it go. As much as you think he might have done nothing in the beginning, I'll guarantee you right now, he's going to be a fucking bulldog. He's not going to tell you everything he's doing, but in the end, you're going to see how this ultimately takes down Donald Trump 
and all the people around him. He is truly fucked. And here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking because Merrick Garland knows exactly as what is in those documents, what they pertain to, I think there's a lot we don't know. And Donald Trump is even more fucked than we know. That would be my guess. I mean, why would the FBI go search his home unless it was very serious? They tried to get this thing, this stuff back without getting too crazy. Merrick Garland did everything he could to try to keep it under the radar. In fact, when he even decided that there was no hope for anything else but to search his home, he did it a lot differently. He sent a bunch of FBI through the gate. They didn't have FBI jackets on and anything. He wanted to keep it under the radar. I don't even know that Merrick Garland wanted us to know that it happened. He just wanted to keep it quiet, get it done, and start the process. We may never have known anything about this except for the fact that Donald Trump got butthurt and upset and scared and went and posted it on Truth Social. Now it was exposed to the public, which means Merrick Garland at that point can say, okay, fuck it, we're going to do it. Then all the Republicans, stupid as they are, said, well, you've got to release the the search warrant and all the list of things you took. I dare you to do that. They didn't think that Merrick Garland would do that because that goes against his normal M.O. And then people went to him and said, well, Donald can put that out. He has no problem putting that out. He's perfectly in his rights to put that out. And then Donald Trump said no. Well, people started attacking the FBI and the DOJ, and so Merrick Garland said, okay, we can release it, and sent it over to a judge to decide whether or not to get it released. Well, this is the exact thing that uh, Donald Trump and all the Republicans didn't want. I I think a lot of the Republican politicians had no clue that it was any big deal. I think in their minds they really thought it was going to embarrass Merrick Garland when they put it out there. But then they start talking about um, nuclear weapons and that sort of shit. And the intelligent ones started to back off and they go, whoa. We don't want any of that shit. Now, Jim Jordan, Boebert, and Gosar, and all those dumb fucks, they're still yapping, and they're going to look stupid. But it really doesn't matter because they're going to be implicated in the January 6th committee hearings as well, which will ultimately go to the DOJ, and then the DOJ will take them down one by one. And here's the other interesting thing. The day after the search, they take Rick Perry's phone. No, not Rick Perry, Scott Perry. Always mix those guys up. Anyway, they take his phone. And why? Because he was closely connected to Jeffrey Clark in the DOJ when they were trying to scam the secretaries of state and send out notes saying, oh, there's all kinds of election fraud. Stop counting. Scott Perry is in the thick of this, too. And uh, we're thinking that there is some shit in those documents about January 6th as well. I mean, we'll see ultimately what it's all about, but none of it is good for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is in a corner and he's got nowhere to fucking go and he knows it. All right, we'll take a quick break and we will be back 
on the Rational Boomer podcast. So ever since the FBI executed a search warrant at Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago, the Republicans and the trump have been losing their shit. How dare you question our Lord and Savior, Donald Trump? Well, here's the deal. You can say these documents aren't anything important or any of those things. But as I've said a number of times, both on TikTok and here on the podcast, the moment he took those top secret documents out of the White House, he committed a crime. The moment he had them in Mar-a-Lago and the National Archives asked for them all back and he didn't give them all back, he committed another crime. When we hear that there might be some documents that are tied to uh, nuclear weapons or are above top secret, that is a crime. Those unquestionably happen. They have proof that those crimes were committed. That's before we even hear what was in those documents. Now, when we find out what those documents are, that could be another crime. And when we find out what he was doing with those, that could be the ultimate crime. Donald Trump has no way out here. None. There is no way out. He is caught cold. And we knew that day was going to come because all he does is fuck up when he talks or acts or does whatever he does. He always fucks up. He always puts himself in a bad spot. Now, prior to being president... He always had somebody to bail him out, whether it be daddy, the Russians, the Saudis, whoever the fuck it is. Somebody always bailed him out by giving him more money. And they gave him more money because they wanted to influence him. And as we've said before, Donald Trump isn't hard to influence. You just pat him on the head, tell him he's a fucking genius, and he'll do anything for you. He will steal for you, as is illustrated perfectly with him holding top-secret or above-top-secret documents. The real question to be answered here is, why did he have them? And now he'd like us to think, well, I'm just like anybody. I take my work home with me. Well, that's interesting, since we know that Donald Trump doesn't read. He would get his daily briefing. He would even read that motherfucker. So a guy who doesn't read, who doesn't do anything but jerk off all day at work, you really expect us to believe that you brought this home because you were going to do your homework. Yeah, I I don't think so, Donnie. I don't think that's feasible. The only reason he has those, the only explainable reason why you would have those, well, two reasons. To show that he's really cool and be able to show off all these documents. Yeah, I was important once. But more than likely, knowing Donald Trump and how he grifts at every chance he gets, he was trying to either get leverage or make money with this thing. Now, a couple of things I want to clarify, and I talked about this on TikTok. Some people are saying, well, they should check Ivana Ivana Trump's grave because he probably put some in there. And what I said on TikTok, I'll say here, I might have even said this here before. There's no way that 
he's hiding documents in Ivana Trump's grave. He took them because he could benefit from them. Why would he put them in a grave that he cannot access? Now, of course, people say, well, he could dig it up. Well, yeah, he could, but why would he do that? And if he did do that, why wouldn't he put them all in there? Why would he put himself through all of this shit when he could have just hid it all in a grave? Yeah, it makes no real sense about that. There's, there's no way that's happening. I just don't see that at all. The other thing that Republicans are saying is, well, all the documents are still there, so so he must not have done anything bad with them. First of all, he has them in his possessions. That's bad enough. I mean, that's bad enough to go to jail for a long fucking time. But he didn't do anything because the documents still exist. Really, motherfucker? Do you think Donald Trump is selling hard copies of these documents? I mean, Jesus Christ, they got to at least have a mimeograph machine at fucking Mar-a-Lago. He'll make copies. Or better yet, he'll have uh, uh, little parties, viewing parties, if you will. He'll serve some mimosas or tequila sunrises or whatever, and then let everybody come over and see these wondrous documents. Just because the documents still exist doesn't mean he hasn't done something with them. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. He's had these documents for 18 months. To think that Donald Trump hasn't already done something with them, that it's already been compromised, is fucking crazy. Donald Trump is a child, and he's greedy as fuck. The moment he wasn't in office and he was angry about it and had all these documents, I guarantee you he was doing stuff with it. He was disseminating it out to people who thought it might be useful, people who are leaders in countries that are adversarial to the United States. And this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Merrick Garland already knows this, already has some proof that this has occurred. We just haven't heard about it as yet. We aren't going to hear about it until he's charged. And I got to say, Donald Trump is going to get charged. For a long time, I said, yeah, he probably won't get indicted. He may not go to jail. But this is a vastly different situation. This is a guy who attempted to overthrow our government and now may be sending out top secret documents to our enemies. There is nobody in the history of America, including Benedict Arnold, that is worse than that. The fact is, whatever problems you might have by indicting and uh, convicting a president, those problems are going to be even bigger if you don't convict this motherfucker. And he's in trouble. Now, of course, all his followers... The ones that have, you know, a shred of intelligence, they know he's in trouble, too. So how do they react to that? Well, federal authorities are warning of a spike in threats to law enforcement following last week's FBI search of former President Donald Trump uh, and his Mar-a-Lago home, according to an intelligence bulletin cited by several news outlets. The unclassified Joint Intelligence Bulletin dated Friday and released by the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security advises federal officials to remain vigilant 
and stay abreast of issues relating to domestic violent extremists, two senior law enforcement officials told NBC. Now, the FBI and DHS have observed an increase in threats to federal law enforcement and to a lesser extent other law enforcement and government officials following the FBI's recent execution of the search warrant. The uh, bulletin's content was similarly confirmed by CNN and CBS. The threats are primarily, primarily occurring online, including on social media sites, web forums, video sharing platforms, and image boards, according to CBS News. The threats call for the targeted killing of judicial, law enforcement, and government officials associated with the Palm Beach search, including the federal judge who approved the Palm Beach search warrant, the memo states. These people are desperate. I don't know if I told you about this thing that Fox News did. Fox News, Brian Kilmeade was filling in for Tucker Carlson. And Brian Kilmeade's all, 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 of course, up in arms that Donald Trump's house was raided, as he calls it. So what does he do? He shows a picture, and in this picture, it's on a plane. Ghislaine Maxwell is there. She is rubbing the feet of someone. And then as you look on the other side of the picture, surprise, surprise, it happens to be the judge who signed off on this raid. Well, that's telling. That's crazy. But then within hours or less, it's pointed out that this is a Photoshop picture And, in fact, the picture is of Ghislaine Maxwell rubbing the feet of Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, they didn't even try very hard because the Photoshop was shitty. And it's a photo we've all seen a hundred times. But they thought they could pull that off. And, of course, when Brian Kilmeade in Fox News was called out on it, they said, oh, yeah, we knew it was fake. It was just a joke. Really, motherfuckers, you think you are a news source and you're just telling these jokes that not everybody got and some people believed and you just let them believe it until you got called out. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm not surprised. The memo also reportedly mentioned Thursday's shootout at an FBI building in Cincinnati where authorities say 42-year-old Ricky Schiffer fired a nail gun at the building before fleeing in his car with an AR-15 rifle. He was later killed by police. Oh, so fucking sad. People are saying, why did he have a nail gun? Well, for some reason, he saw online that a nail good gun would penetrate the bulletproof glass on an FBI building. So what his intention was is to break the glass with the nail gun, enter the building with his AR-15 and start shooting people. So the fact that this guy is now dead, nobody's crying. Even his family's got to be happy this nut fucking case is out of the picture. Schiffer appears to have expressed a desire to kill federal agents on Trump's social media platform. Yeah, that truth social. He was posting just before the attack. Now, FBI Director Christopher Wray acknowledged that the rise in threats to federal agents and the Justice Department at a press conference Wednesday calling them deplorable and dangerous. Violence against law enforcement is not the answer, no matter who you're upset with, he said. 
Trump has publicly criticized the FBI in the wake of Monday's search, which authorities said was over-classified in top-secret government documents. Of course, Donald Trump is feeding the flames, as it were, like he did on January 6th. He wants these people to get violent. He wants them to fight for him. Because at this point, this is what he believes is the only way he's going to get out of his fucking mess. And I'm sorry, that's not going to work. He called the federal agency corrupt and has suggested that the agents could have planted fake evidence inside his home. The same documents that he said he declassified. I mean, this fucker isn't even a good liar. Representatives with the DHS and FBI declined to comment on the memo when reached by Huffington Post Sunday, only saying in separate statements that they are working with their law enforcement partners to address the heightened threats and prevent violence. As always, he would like to remind members of the public that if they observe anything suspicious, to report it to law enforcement immediately. And of course, we had this other situation that was yesterday, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, where some guy went toward the U.S. Capitol but was stopped because of the barriers that are set up, um, was ranting and raving about stuff, and ultimately shot himself. Again, another MAGA dead, okay, color me surprised, but I'm certainly not sorrowful. At some point, these people are so dangerous, the best thing that can happen is that they be taken off the planet because they cannot be reasoned with. Now, I've said all along, and I will continue to say that with all this hatred and all this noise online, we will not see a mass group of people attack a building or people or anything like that. These folks are fucking bullies. That's all they are. And they only attack people they know they can beat. When Donald Trump was in office, the January 6th insurrection was an easy thing for them because Donald Trump protected them. He kept the National Guard at bay. He limited the uh, state capitol police. And uh, he did nothing while it was happening. Well, that's no longer the situation. Joe Biden is the president. The National Guard will be unleashed if anything like this happens. And what's going to occur if they do something like this, there's going to be a lot of Ashley Babbitts. I'm just saying. There's going to be a lot of Ashley Babbitts. And you know what? These dumb fucks know it. They're not going to get together in a group and attack anything. I firmly believe that. But I also said when I brought this up the first time that we will see some various and a sundry single or double crazies out there doing stupid shit. They want to be the hero. They want to be um, saw as somebody who is brave and trying to save the country. You can't help but stop these crazies because nothing, they're afraid of nothing. They're willing to die and they will die and good riddance. I don't honestly think we'll see some major attacks by groups of people. They don't have the courage for that sort of thing. So I don't think we have to really worry about it. Granted, we should be on notice. and Granted, we should be ready 
for such a thing should it happen, but I just don't really think it's going to happen. We're going to get these little crazies, and and don't get me wrong, these crazy little fucks, one at a time, two at a time, they can do some serious damage. They can kill people. So we have to be on alert for that, and we have to attend to those fucks. But I don't think we'll see uh, January 6th or a civil war or anything like that. They don't have the courage for that. And to be perfectly honest, Joe Biden and with the forces of law enforcement and the military and the National Guard, they will be put down so fucking fast. After having experienced January 6th, do you think they're going to be fucking around anymore? You think people start charging at the Capitol and they aren't just going to start mowing them down? I guarantee you they will. And they know this, and that's why they're not going to do it. Now, Trump left office over a year and a half ago, and yet he's still dominating the news. People always say, why are you still talking about Donald Trump? Well, because he's still in control of the Republican Party. And that affects all of us in this country. Whether it be the FBI searching Mar-a-Lago or the Republican primaries in August, you might forget that President Joe Biden is the one who currently lives in the White House. Speaking of those primaries, another Republican member of Congress who voted to impeach Trump went down to defeat this week when Washington Representative Jamie Herrera Butler conceded. A lot of Trump endorsees, especially the ones going against the people that voted for him to be impeached, are winning. And a lot of people are upset about that. Don't be. Because the endorsees, Donald Trump's endorsees, are the weakest candidates. And that's who we want to go against our Democrats. Because who gives a fuck? Now, tomorrow, there is another primary. And this is a big one. Uh, a Republican who voted to impeach Trump and has been at the forefront of the anti-Trump Republicans in Congress, Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney. I'm going to cut right to the chase and say that it will take a small miracle for Cheney for her to win the Tuesday Republican primary for Wyoming's lone House seat. Statistically improbable things happen, but Cheney has both the polling and history against her. She's not going to win that primary. So she won't be the candidate in uh, November. She won't be the Republican candidate. I I don't see that happening. Now, the truth is that Cheney has been an underdog for re-election since she voted to impeach Trump. Trump has gone after her. He endorsed another candidate and... uh, that's she's she's not going to get reelected. Now, Trump is the dominant figure in the GOP and, and voting to impeach Trump has turned out to be a sin in voters minds that many have not forgiven. Well, the fact is she's on the J6 committee and that's not help, helping her much at all. Now, for Cheney specifically, you can see this in the CES polls of Wyoming voters taken in late 2020 and then late 2021. Cheney's disapproval rating in this deeply Republican state went from 26% before her vote to impeach to 72% disapproval rating. That's significant. 
Cheney's high unpopularity led to a rush of primary challengers, the one who emerged from the pack and garnered Trump's endorsement, attorney and former Republican National Committee woman Harriet Hagerman, or Hageman, and she looks to be the heavy favorite come Tuesday. Here's what you have to understand. Um, there's a lot of momentum behind Hageman in Wyoming and other data points as well. Although Cheney has outraised her over 9 million out of state to Hageman's, Hageman's over 1 million. Hageman has more than doubled Cheney's fundraising in state, nearly 800,000 to more than 300,000 for Cheney. It could be argued that Cheney might have stood a better chance if she hadn't been consistently defiant of Trump. She's the vice chair of the January 6th House Select Committee, as we know. Ultimately, there were 10 House Republicans who voted to impeach Trump. Four announced their retirements before having to face the voters again. Three have been defeated in primaries, and two managed to make it to the general election. So Donald Trump has had a uh, had an impact on those. Now, here's what you got to understand about uh, Liz Cheney. I would not fuck with Liz Cheney. You just don't. Because you see, Liz Cheney, I don't think she even cares if she gets wins the primary and is a candidate in November. She's been uh, with the House of Representatives for a bit. She knows that she doesn't stand a chance in the primary, but she doesn't seem to care. Now, a lot of that has to do with integrity because she's fighting against Donald Trump, which is the good fight, which is the proper fight. But she's going to lose her spot. Here's what you need to know about Liz Cheney. She's very, very conservative. She is against Roe v. Wade and probably against uh, gay marriage. So I hear a lot of Democrats saying, we love Liz Cheney because she's going against Donald Trump. I'd vote for her. No, you wouldn't. Not if you fucking pay attention. Not if you read the things she's doing. What I've said about um, Liz Cheney is that I wouldn't vote for her. I could not be her buddy. But if I was in a street fight, I'd want her on my side. Because her, her father <laughs> was fucking Satan himself. And she's a tough lady. And she has some principles, so I got to give her that. But would I vote for her? Fuck no. No self-respecting Democrat would ever vote for Liz Cheney. So she's going to get beaten in the primaries, and then she's going to move on. She won't have an elected office to fall back on. But my guess is she's looking at the Republican Party falling apart and separating and dividing. There is going to be the normal Republicans that are going to try to regroup, which isn't going to help them with a separated or divided party going into the midterms. That can only call for failure. But she's hoping that at some point the two factions within the Republican Party will fully separate and there will be a normal, more traditional Republican Party. And now she will be a leader. This could also mean that she would run for the presidency in 2024. And to be perfectly honest, she can't win that. 
to be honest, I don't see any Republican being in a position to win in 2024, especially if the Democrats sweep in the midterms. Once the Democrats take it and they can make the changes they want to make, they're going to be flying high. And once those changes affect this country positively, then Joe Biden's poll numbers will change dramatically and he will be flying high. So come 2024, if the midterms go right, the Republicans may not be back to compete for a long time, maybe decades. All this is coming out on the January 6th committee and sitting members of Congress are going to be exposed for being involved. We're going to find out that Donald Trump was a traitor and he's trying to sell documents to adversarial countries. None of this is going to be good for the Republicans. And I think the Republicans are seeing this now. But here's the thing with Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is a tough lady. She has fought back against Donald Trump, but she's held back a little bit because she's a Republican representative. She's she's got to maintain her spot and hope against hope that she'll get reelected. The moment she doesn't get reelected and she's unencumbered by the Republican Party or having to worry about getting reelected, guess what? Liz Cheney is going to be unleashed. And that unleashing is going to happen after tomorrow. Well, we still have a number of hearings coming out with the January 6th committee. And Liz Cheney has been tough. But can you imagine if she's got nothing to fucking lose, what she's going to be like? She's going to try to make a name for herself taking down Donald Trump, the people around Donald Trump, and the Republican Party for that matter. They've got to somehow blow out the crazy faction of the Republican Party and somehow reform the party back to where it normally stood. And as I said, if she can do that, she'll be the leader of that party. And she will be in a better position than she is even now as a sitting member of the House of Representatives. So just watch. The Republicans are thinking, great, we'll get Liz Cheney out of there. She'll be out of her hair. Oh, no, you just fucking made her mad. You made her mad and you put took off all restrictions that she might have had. She has nothing to lose because come November, she won't be in the general election. And come January 20th, she won't even be a representative anymore. She can afford to be fucking crazy. And I'll tell you what, if she's anything like her father, she will be fucking crazy. It's not going to go well for the Republicans on this. They thought they were hot shots taking her down. But, uh, yeah, it's not going to go well. So I'm looking for her to lose the primary, be out of the general election, be out of the House of Representatives by January 20th. I think that's the day where they make the changeover. And between now and then, she is going to go crazy on the fucking Republicans because she has nothing to lose. All right, the last story, and this is the story I was talking about earlier, and it needs to be mentioned. A man shot and killed himself in Washington, D.C. early Sunday after crashing a car into a barricade near the U.S. Capitol. According to the Capitol Police, the man rammed a barricade located at 
East Capitol Street and 2nd Street at around 4 a.m. His car caught fire, at which point he exited the vehicle and fired his gun several times into the air. Officers approached the man, who then fatally shot himself, because he's a fucking coward. Like, they're all fucking cowards. At this time, it does not appear the man was targeting any members of Congress who are on recess, and it does not appear officers fired their weapons, authorities said. So, they're saying he's not targeting any um, members of Congress because they're not there. It was at four in the morning. I don't know if he was targeting members of Congress. I don't know that this dumb fuck even knew they were on recess. All he knew is, there's the Capitol. I'm going to fucking blow that thing up. I'm going to shoot some people. They're not the brightest folks in the world, so he may not have known that they are on recess. He figured they'd all be running around at 4 o'clock in the morning. But, of course, he's a coward, so when the cops come, he shoots himself. And that is probably the best thing he's ever done in his life. Got rid of one more MAGA. These cult-following pieces of shit. And that's who this guy is. Regardless of who he was going to shoot, he was at least making a statement. I'm going after the Capitol and I'm going to start shooting people. And that's enough to understand who he fucking is. They didn't give out details of who he is as yet, but I'm sure we'll find out he's similar to the guy in Cincinnati and is probably some big Trump humper and posted stuff on social media and all that shit. I guarantee you that's how it's going to come out. Why would anybody else of a different ilk run in, try to run into the Capitol and start shooting with an AR-15? He's got to be a MAGA fuck. And we will find that out. And it really doesn't matter. Again, I don't think we're going to see any mass attacks like we did on January 6th because <clears throat> there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of people amongst that crowd that will be Ashley Babbitted. But we will see the crazies. One guy here, two guys there, one guy there. And that's enough to be concerned about. We've got to be concerned about those crazy fucks that will just do anything because you don't know where they're going to pop up. So we have to be on guard and we have to be ready to take them out if they crop up anywhere in this country. All right, we're going to wrap things up for the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show. We're getting more and more listeners every day, and I thank you for that. I appreciate it immensely. If you are a listener and you have this itch to be on the show and participate, you are absolutely welcome. All you have to do is send me an email. We'll work it out. If some of you that have been on... Uh, and want to come back on, by all means, send me that email and we'll set it up. Because honestly, the shows with the listeners are some of the better shows we do. I have to work half as hard and the shows are better. So granted, I want to do that as much as I possibly can. All right, you have a great day and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.